Hello and welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. And bloody always, I hope everyone is doing all of the grands. Now, I hope you've enjoyed the guest podcast that we've had recently. Uh, so we had Ashley and then we had Toby. Toby's one was amazing, wasn't it? That guy is just incredible. I absolutely love his work. I, bit of a fan, bit of a super fan, because uh, yeah, me and psychology it just gets me all very, very, very excited. And speaking of excited, if you are watching the podcast on video, you will see that I've got my big, shiny, super extra sign in the background, which if not, you'll have seen it on my Instagram, I'm sure. And if you haven't seen it on my Instagram, it's because you don't follow me and you probably should. So that's Lucy underscore of your life. Go give me a follow. Go say, hey, slide in my DMs. <laughs> let, let me know that you exist. But yeah, I got a I got this massive sign made. So long story short, um, it's two years. Well, it was two years a couple of weeks ago when my business was two years old um it's been two years since I started Lift Your Life and that just blows my mind and last year I did a party to celebrate one year and I ended up doing the party late because I ended up my photo shoot prep got extended and then loads of people couldn't come so we did it in summer and it was amazing and the idea was that we were going to do something um, as a team um for the meetup for um two years and I did arrange a local meetup and then loads of people pulled out so it's like right it's cool I'll go hang out with the Scottish lot because Laura held a meet up in Scotland and the prices to go and stay in Scotland were just ridiculous because it was the Edinburgh Marathon so it was going to cost me like 400 pounds for one night so I was like mm, no so instead um I decided to get myself a massive shiny sign and it is absolutely um insane so uh, I don't know if it's going to work um, I can basically turn it up and down it's not working now that's really embarrassing I'm just pressing buttons and hoping for the best and looking like a bit of a moron but hey ho basically I can like turn it make it brighter and stuff oh there we go with this remote and dim it down and yeah it's just ace I absolutely love it absolutely love it to bits but anyhow diving into today's episode so today's episode was inspired by a recent consultation call which I had with a very very lovely lady who wants to get in shape for summer she's got a holiday coming up and she was like I really want to I really want to, you know, get started on this. I know it's not just for some holidays, but I have got this holiday coming up. I want to feel better. And I just I just can't stick to a diet loose. So I delved a little bit deeper. I thought, well, what do you mean you can't stick to a diet? What have you tried? So we she'd gone Weight Watchers and Slimming World and uh, followed meal plans before. And she went, I just, I can't stick to anything. I can do it for a few weeks at a time. And then after a few weeks, I'm, I just, I can't stick to it. And I'm just stuck in this vicious cycle. And I was like, well, why do you think you don't you don't think you can stick to these diets? Is it that they're too restrictive? And she goes, you know what it is? I think the main thing is it's just willpower. I don't have enough willpower. Now, if you were on last week's episode, Toby dived into this a little bit, talking about how willpower and discipline is they're not, it's not about willpower and discipline when it comes to dieting. And this is basically what I actually want to delve into in today's podcast because. So many people think the reason that they can't stick to a diet or that they're not sticking to a diet or they're not going to the gym enough is because they just don't have the willpower. They just don't have the discipline. And that's what they blame for their lack of fat loss. And willpower is something that we cannot rely on when it comes to losing weight. Willpower. I want you to think about willpower a bit like a phone battery, right? You charge it up to full of your phone and once it's zero, you have to recharge it. That's like what willpower is. So we can only use it in like short bursts before 
it's it's gone and it's empty and it, it, you can't you can't do it. So for short term things, it works pretty well. Think about doing like a plank or a wall sit, right? Like it takes willpower to do that. And you have to just kind of like sit it out, sit it out, sit it out, sit it out. And then you're fine. Or if you've ever done like a really intense like workout, you know, like a hip spin class, the willpower it takes to get through that. But you couldn't be doing that for like hours on end. And it's kind of the same with dieting. We can do it in short sprints. So if you've ever done like a very, very intense diet, like when I did my photo shoot prep last year, you know, that did require a willpower and discipline because it was very intense towards the end. But I knew that it was only for four weeks or six weeks when it got very intense. So I could use willpower in that instance because it's like, well, I've just got four, six weeks. But a lot of you guys will not be doing very, very intense short dieting phases where it gets very, 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 it shouldn't be getting very, very, very aggressive. It should be, you know, a very gradual taper of calories down, expenditure up, nothing too extreme, which therefore shouldn't require the utilization of willpower. And you shouldn't be using willpower as your main tool, because if you're purely using willpower as your fuel to keep going, you are going to be stuck in this perpetual cycle of start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, because it is a short-term strategy. And if you're thinking long-term, we need to start thinking long-term. We need to start thinking about the ways that we can change in order to create that long-term change. So I want to just basically explore a little bit more in today's episode as to why it is that willpower doesn't work and ultimately what maybe you are doing wrong or what you want to be doing instead if you do want that long-standing success, which I'm very confident that you will be wanting if you are listening to this podcast. I'm pretty sure none of you guys are quick fixer-uppers and if you are probably I won't even say pause I just say just leave just go listen to something else just go listen to like I don't know some shitty keto podcast I don't know something along those lines so yeah like I said the main reason as to why it doesn't work is is it's because it's a quick fix it's short-term strategy which are trying to apply to a long-term solution so you're trying to do something which is designed for a short-term problem And this is why it's start, stop, start, stop, because you start, you have willpower, you see momentum, you see results, then that willpower like really, really fades and the discipline fades and then you're really struggling. And then all of a sudden you then do something which doesn't align with the actions that you wanted to do, feel like a failure, tend to go into this kind of all or nothing thinking pattern and then start again. And it's just this never ending cycle. It feels like a never, a never ending cycle. And the reason that we always gravitate towards, well, people tend to gravitate towards willpower rather than something else, even though they probably know deep down that it's not the best strategy and it's not, it's, it's hard to do is because even though it's hard because you can't sustain it, it's very easy to go down the the rabbit hole of just, well, I just need willpower. I can just stop this. It's very easy to just stop something and then just boom, there's no real like conscious effort involved. It's quite a quick, you know, it's quick fix. We like quick solutions in, in, in this day and age. We live in a very, very fast moving society where we expect things very, very quickly. And therefore, it, the same applies to what we do in fitness and health. We just want everything like today, tomorrow, yesterday, um, rather than waiting it out. But like Toby said on the podcast last week, and like I've talked about before, the key to long-standing success is behavior change and habit implementation. Because when it comes to willpower fading or collapsing, it's usually our automated habits that are the things which stop us from continuing. So what do I mean by this, right? 
let's just say that you are someone who struggles with stress eating. You find that when you are stressed, you tend to gravitate towards more snacky foods or takeaways or processed foods, whatever it is. And you've been relying on willpower to stitch your calorie deficit of like low calorie foods and nothing too fun. And you come home from work one day and you are done in. You are so goddamn stressed. And at this point, you've been dieting for maybe a week and a half, two weeks, and your willpower is starting to run quite thin. But at that point, you're vulnerable to emotional based eating because that is normally what you would do in that scenario. Now, if you're vulnerable to an auto, a very sort of automatic behavior that is become a habit to yourself, and then you are low in willpower, well, what's going to happen? You're probably going to dive into the biscuit tin. You're probably going to speed dial dominoes because that's what you've always done previously. And the reward of the dopamine hit you will get from food at that moment in time is going to be higher than the level of willpower which you have because it's faded, it's diminished, it's very low. Whereas maybe a week ago when you started, you might have been able to override that emotion and go, no, just start this diet, I'm fine. Week and a half in, two weeks in, then you're on speed delta dominoes and then you have dominoes and you feel bad and then it's just, again, you're in that cycle and stuck. Whereas what we actually want to do is rather than rely on willpower is to start to actually shift and change those habits and behaviors, which is basically what what me and Laura do within our coaching is we look at people's habits, behaviors and struggles and we delve into those instead of just going, well, there's 1500 calories, just go and eat that and that's it. We will actually look at into things like emotional based eating, um, looking at like social and environmental cues and triggers and how we can actually start to challenge and change those in order to break those habits so that it's not a case of relying on willpower, but it's, yes, there is going to be a little bit of willpower and discipline involved, but it's more so the shift of habits, actions, and behaviors. So for example, I had a call with one of my clients the other week. We had a one-to-one catch-up call, which is something I like to do every sort of eight to 12 weeks to review my client's progress. Or if they're struggling, I'll say like, hey, here's, here's what I'm free. Uh, pick a time that suits you. Let's jump on a call ASAP because I want to help them out in that scenario. And we were talking about just this stress-based eating. So instead of me just going, right, there's your calories, mate. Like, you know, just, just eat them. <laughs> I actually delved into, right, so what are the emotions that trigger stresses for you? Okay, so sometimes we can actually bring our stress down, but sometimes we can't. So when something is quite a, you know, something stressful has just happened, we have to actually look at how we can change our habits and environmental cues in that scenario. So we were talking about how can we actually make it harder to access given foods? Can we actually start to implement the 10 minute strategy more and make a conscious effort with that for now? And that is a short term strategy, but that will lead to long term behavior change. And we delved into that a little more. So this is what we want to do when we have things that we struggle with within our nutrition, within our training, within our habits, rather than just giving ourselves this, well, I need to work harder mentality, you know, discipline, 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 motivation, motivation, willpower, 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 all that shit. We actually want to delve into our own habits and behaviors and start to think, what do I actually need to change or adapt here long term for long term success? And, and that is quite challenging, which is why me and Laura do it. We take the thinking out of it. We we delve into our clients' heads. We look at their world and we basically help create that step-by-step blueprint for them exactly because it can be quite hard to do that on your own. But that is where people, we want to start. And habit and behavior change is not sexy. Like if I was to like market myself and talk about habits and behavior change, and I, I don't think, well, let's be real. That does not sell quite as fast as, drop six pounds this month and get abs and you know quick you know get be in shape this summer it's that stuff sells unfortunately habit and behavior change doesn't 
but habit and behavior change honestly honestly if you take nothing from this podcast episode at all know that that is your your solution it isn't the diet you choose or the workout program it's making sure that you do do something which in, in, it allows you to make that habit and behavior change which is why things like slimming world will never work shots fired had to get it in there so another reason willpower doesn't work is because it becomes a very negative experience so when you are relying on willpower and discipline, it's very sort of negative. It's like, right, I have to do this. I can't do that. It's kind of like forcing yourself to do things and dragging yourself to do things. And there's going to be times times in life where we do have to do that. Like getting yourself out of bed every now and again does require a bit of willpower and discipline. You know, sometimes doing the washing up. Like I'm, I don't know many people like, oh, washing up time, yay. After a long day at work, it requires a bit of willpower. But because it's something that's only got to be done for a few minutes, you, you can do that you can just you know be like well I'll just oh god I'll do it whereas if you had to do the washing up for an hour you probably procrastinate on it a hell of a lot more or just not do it because you need longer amounts of willpower and you don't have that amount of willpower and the thing is working on your physique working on your body working on your health should be a very positive experience now do get me wrong I'm not going to be one of those fitness people that says Oh, it should be so easy. It's so easy to lose weight. It's not challenging at all. Of course, it comes with challenges because if it wasn't challenging, we'd all be like shit hot looking banging all the year round. Of course, it's hard work, but it shouldn't be negative. It should be empowering because there is always a reason that we embark on these journeys, whether it's fat loss, muscle building, working on our health markers, our food relationship. We're always chasing a positive outcome or moving away from something negative. And therefore, what we're doing is making our life more positive in some way, shape or form, whether that's being fitter, healthier, more confident, happier, whatever that is, that's what we're moving towards. And that process should be fun. It should be exciting. It should be enjoyable, like watching yourself progress week on week on week. It should be empowering. And when you just use willpower, it just becomes a daily slog, like of. I can't do this. I can't have that. I've got to do this. And it just, it's its horrendous. It just doesn't feel nice. And then when you think about then going back to diet again, it just becomes so negative. And so, ugh. and this is why people, this is why people hate dieting. This is why people hate exercise because they're going down the route of like willpower, discipline, willpower, discipline with it. And then they hate it because it's just draining every bloody day. And it will be. So yes, habit and behavior change isn't sexy, but it is sexy in the respect that if you can then learn to love the process and actually be able to watch yourself get better and enjoy it and, you know, see the rewards paying off and actually start to be really present with the changes and shifts that you are seeing, you are going to love the process more. You're going to apply more to the process and you're going to get better results as a byproduct. People think that the best thing that they can do to get results is be negative to themselves, be harsh, like, come on, try harder, work harder. You know, you, you, you this, no, no. Negativity isn't the way, positivity is. And I know it's making me sound like a bit of a hippie, but think about how much better you do with things when you are feeling happier and more energized. Like think of any example, driving. When you are stressed and tired, you drive like a dick or dangerously. Sometimes you think, oh, how do I get home? When you're happy, you're in a really good mood, you like drive safe and it feels really fun. Maybe your job, like think of a day when you're feeling happy and your job performance, your energy, everything is so much better opposed to when you just don't want to be there and it's a bad day. Everything in life is better when you feel better about it. 
So a negative way of doing things is only going to be a negative process and therefore lead to not as good results. So another reason why willpower isn't the way. And probably the biggest thing is you really shouldn't need it. If you are doing quite an intense short-term dieting phase or you're at the back end of a dieting phase where, for example, I've had clients who've been dieting for quite a while and they get towards the latter end, like, right, for these next few weeks, we're so close now to our target. Let's just push that little bit harder for now because we're almost there and let's just get it done. When you do have quite a lot of cardio and steps and food isn't very high, it's hard. That is hard and that does require a lot of willpower. But for the majority of your journey, it shouldn't be a case of relying on willpower at all. You shouldn't be so heavily deprived of food that you are like relying on willpower just to stick to your crappy diet day to day. You shouldn't be forcing yourself to do an exercise style that you don't enjoy. So it's like so much willpower to get up and go to the gym or get up and do that workout. You shouldn't be like dragging yourself around to do like steps or whatever it is. You shouldn't be in that position at all. And if you are in that position, you then want to question a couple of things. Like one, is your approach just too restrictive or in too intense for what it is you're striving to do? If you're telling yourself you can't have this food, you can't have that food, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, of course, you're going to be starting to bring willpower into play because there's so much that you are depriving yourself of. But is that is that necessary? And this is why we take a very, very, very flexible approach with our nutrition, because we know that if we told our clients to eat from a very, very restricted food list, would they possibly lose weight faster? Maybe because we could argue their food adherence might be a bit better or because of the if we really, really ramped up their protein intake and the thermic effect of feeding. And then we could we could do that. But we know that the results will not be as good because they won't be able to sustain that diet protocol for long, for long. Whereas if their diet is not necessarily on pen and paper, perfect and optimal, but they're including foods that they enjoy, they can go still go out for meals. They can still have a drink. They can still have a cake here and there. They can have a bag of crisps every day if they want. And then the rest of their diet is very, very, you know, full of nutrients and they're sustaining their fat loss and seeing results for week on week on week on week. Like I've got a client in mind who was a perpetual yo-yo dieter before joining us. And I don't think there's been a week apart from maybe Christmas and a birthday where we planned like diet breaks where she has like gained weight or like fallen off the wagon, quote unquote. She's consistently lost weight for a year and a half now, a year and a half because we promote that freedom and flexibility and she loves her diet. So there's no willpower involved. And it's the same with the gym, like on training. You shouldn't need willpower. Like, are you doing crazy amounts that aren't you don't need to be doing? Or quite simply, are you doing something because you think you should be doing that form of exercise? Because that's what Instagram says, or that's what um, Big Bob Billy at the gym has told you to do, or your friend or your mum, I don't know. You There is an exercise out there, I fully believe, that is for everyone. Whether that is swimming, whether that is um, gym classes, whether that's a sport, whether that is lifting weights, whether that is cardio machines. Just because I lift weights and do the cardio machines, that doesn't mean you have to do that. You know, we've got clients who don't really sometimes do really do any of those things. They will just do like biking and, and swimming and, and things like that because that's what they enjoy. If that's moving their body and helping them lose weight and they're thriving from that, then brilliant. Like there is no rules to say that you must do said exercise unless you're a specific athlete or uh, maybe you've been told to do res- a certain resistance training for a health reason. 
You don't need to be dragging yourself through exercise sessions. And if you are, just stop and think, have I actually found what's right for me? Back at the start of my fitness journey, I was just doing classes. And I, they were okay, but I felt like I was using a lot of willpower to show up to them sessions. I really did. And it's because it wasn't right for me. Like classes were not the, the form of exercise that I really enjoyed and thrived with. As soon as I had a PT and we started lifting weights, you couldn't get me out of the bloody gym because I absolutely loved it. And same with things like, you know, steps targets and stuff. Like if your steps target is just too high for what it is to you and you feel like you're dragging yourself around, is it, do you need to be doing that amount of steps? Like I've, I've had to be like, oh, I need to be doing, I have to do 10K. It's like, do you? Why? Because that's what everyone says. I'm like, yeah, well, it's the benchmark. But at the moment you're doing three, if you do five, that's a massive progression for you. And another thing that people really don't do with steps is just be present and understand that just going for a walk is so good for your mental well-being. People like, I literally like, I know people like, oh, I'm just walking around, pacing around my living room to get my steps. And I'm like, no, don't, don't do that because that becomes a very sort of negative thing. It's like willpower discipline. But no, what you want to do is come, that comes out of this habit again of, looking where you can include more activity in your day-to-day and just start to implement that because you want it to feel very natural and very organic rather than forcing yourself to do it. So for me, I naturally go out on like two, three walks a day and I call them sanity walks because otherwise I will literally just sit here all day from about half past five in the morning, maybe earlier till seven, half seven at night. So a long time. So I give myself those sanity walks and it's a break from work. It's a, it moves my body. And for me now, that just feels so natural and organic to do that. Um, my mum, she what I'm saying, she's really wanting to like work on her fitness this year. So one thing that we, we've done with her is I said to her, well, she used to, her and my dad used to alternate dog walks and he would get up and make the, the, the sandwiches and stuff. Now what she does is she gets up before my dad every morning and she will then go straight before she goes to make a coffee or anything and go and walk the dogs, which has allowed her now to get into a routine of that's her morning routine. And she now naturally does an extra two, 3,000 steps every single day, which over the course of a week, remember, adds up quite a lot. You know, that's two times seven, you know, 14, 15K extra steps a week, which if in a fat loss phase is an extra few thousand calories burned in a week. So again, looking at things like that. So I'm going to leave this one here for today, but I hope if you haven't taken anything away from this, that if you are someone who is using willpower a lot and you're the thing that you want to do is not a short-term quick fix. Just stop. <laughs> we need to work on habit change. We need to work on behavior change. You can use willpower short-term. That's not a problem, but we don't want to be relying it for the long-term. And if you are someone right now who is struggling a little bit and doesn't really know where to start with this habit or behavior change, uh, I'm always more than happy to offer some advice and guidance. So DMs, you should now all be following me after my little plug earlier. Lucy underscore lives your life. Just slide in. Just just message me something like um, willpower in like bold capital letters. And I'll obviously know that this is about the podcast and we can have a chat about it and I can give you some ideas and strategies from that. That will be absolutely no, no problemo on my end whatsoever. But other than that, I shall love you and leave you for this week. Have yourself a fun, fabulous rest of your day and week. And I shall catch you as always on next week's episode.